Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to teach children about the Sabbath and to lead them through a study of the Bible. Remember to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. I'm Auntie Cecily. Come and join us as we meet with the King. Hello, Auntie Nat. It's good to see you here again, too. It's great to be here. Hello, boys and girls. We're glad you're all here to help us to meet with the King as well. And hello, Teddy. You're looking very quiet and ready for a Sabbath day's rest as well. <laughs> Auntie Nat, can you please say a prayer for us to welcome in our Sabbath? Sure. Dear Lord, we thank and praise your name for who you are and what you've done for us. We thank you for dying on the cross for us so that we can be forgiven for our sins when we ask. And we just thank you for the beautiful Sabbath where we can rest in you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you know it's a great time to reflect on our week and count the blessings that God has sent us. Sarah, is there something that's happened that you can thank God for? Yes, well, my dad works in Queensland and he has to travel up there and there have been lots of things happening in the air at the moment with planes and stuff, so we're a bit worried that when he flew up there something could have happened, but luckily he, we've got word from him now that he's up there safely and we're glad that he's up there safely and God was with him. Oh yes, that's very good, isn't it? Mm. Annie Cecily, you have a blessing to share with us as well. Yes. We've been getting to know who God is over these past weeks. And we know now that God is our deliverer and God is holy and God is the I am and God is compassionate and God is our provider and God is love. And God is a God of order and a God of mercy and is sacrificial. That's a big word, isn't it? God's also our creator and his long suffering. And remember we said long suffering means that he's patient. So now I'm going to add one more. God is trustworthy. Mm. Later on in our Bible study, we're going to learn how the children of Israel lost their trust in God. God had spent all this time up until now in our studies building up the Israelites' trust in Him. He brought them out of Egypt and through the Red Sea, and He gave them victory over the Egyptians, and He provided them food to eat, and water to drink, and he protected them. And he showed up in great glory on Mount Sinai, and he spoke the Ten Commandments to them, and he dwelt among them in the sanctuary. But their trust crumbled in God when they had to make a big decision. Mm. They forgot who God was. Mm. And Proverbs tells us to trust in God and not to lean to our own understanding. And that's what happened to the children of Israel time and time again. They made choices in what they thought was right instead of trusting God. As humans, we can get ourselves into a bit of a pickle when we don't trust God, can't we? Mm. So let's remember God is trustworthy. Amen. Thank you, Auntie Cecily. Do you know another way that we can worship God on the Sabbath is through song? And guess what? We have Pastor Rick here again. Thanks, Pastor Rick. Hi, Auntie Nat. Hello, children. Let's sing In My Heart There Rings a Melody. 
I have a song that Jesus gave me. It was sent from heaven above. There never was a sweeter melody. Tis a melody of love. In my heart there rings a melody. There rings a melody with heaven's harmony. In my heart there rings a melody. who died on Calvary, for he washed my sins away. He put within my heart a melody, and I know it's there to stay. In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody with heaven's harmony. Can we please sing, I have decided to follow Jesus? Yes, we, we can. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning Pastor Rick, it's lovely to praise God in song. Now it's time to see what blessing Dr. John has got for us this week. Let's go and have a look at that, shall we? Hello, boys and girls. My name is Dr. John Hammond and welcome to Sunnyside, the Australian home of Mrs. Ellen G. White. I have some interesting stories for you. Just come inside with me. You're going to like this. Hello boys and girls, welcome back to Sunnyside, the house of so many memories. I've got some interesting things to show you. In fact, I think we'll start at the kitchen. Come with me. Boys and girls, this is the kitchen. This is where all the action was in the house, after the workroom. Where's the stove? No stove because houses used to burn down. The cookhouse was outside. The washing machine? Well, that is the washing machine there. You rubbed your clothes on that. You always had a kettle going on a little stove and that is in the next room. But there was a secret room in this house and some people aren't sure whether it was Alan White's prayer room, but many people want to come and pray in Ellen White's prayer room. Did you know it existed? Come over here and I'll show you. Now, if you like to come and have a look. Isn't that a cozy little room to come and say your prayers? And even now, people say, can we go into the secret prayer room? Even though we're not sure that it was Ellen White's prayer room, it still is a lovely room to visit and to pray. Now, if you come with me, 
we'll go and have a look at the room next door. Children, welcome to the happiest room in the whole house. This is the dining room. This is where people sat and ate and laughed and prayed. And I don't think Ellen had many meals on her own. She always had visitors, lots of kids just like you. Now, Ella, I'm wondering whether you could be my guest. This table is rather expensive now, even though it's very old. Have a seat and I'll put the seat in like a gentleman. Now, what have we got? Uh, would you like some uh, crocodile soup? No, I think the soup was probably lentil with onion and a bit of potato. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Which was a soup spoon? That one. And what's the main course? Probably patties and corn and beans and peas. All the things that they grew here. And so many people who are now dead, but they all remembered that Ellen White was a wonderful hostess and always had people sitting at her table. And now we're going to finish off by walking around the outside of Sunnyside. There's some very interesting things to see. Follow me. Well, boys and girls, welcome to the South Sea Islands Museum. Very interesting. We'll show you sometime. But this is a historic spot because Ellen White would write inside, but sometimes on a lovely sunny day, she would come out here with a chair and a writing board and she would write, not under this tree, but maybe this tree's grandson because the original pine tree has gone. And she wrote one of her most important books. Apart from the Bible, probably more people have been won to Jesus by reading The Desire of Ages. It is just a fabulous book. And she sat here and she wrote a large portion of it here. Now I want you to come with me. Boys and girls, we have arrived at the back and this is the well or the cistern. They had a lot of water problems here and they dug this over 90 years ago. You can't fall down there because they've sealed it off. We don't want to lose any visitors here. But this was a very important part. Somebody would have come out that door several times a day just to fill up the bucket. No taps to turn on. But come with me and I'll show you where the bakehouse was. It's over here. Boys and girls, we're at the very back of the backyard of Sunnyside and this is where they did the cooking. Right away so the house wouldn't burn on fire. Which would you prefer, to slave away in the bakehouse or be the person to go out in the street and get the ice and the cool water? I think you would have gone for the water. This would have been very, very hot on a summer's day like this. But this is where they did all their cooking. Life was a lot different over 100 years ago here at Sunnyside. I hope you've enjoyed your tour of Sunnyside. I'd love you to come back and come and visit the museum as well. It's been such a wonderful time. Thank you, boys and girls. Hi, boys and girls. Happy Sabbath. Welcome to our Bible study. Have you got your Bibles ready? I hope you have because you can read along with us. Aunt Cecily, can you please say a prayer for us to open our Bible study? Yes. Dear Father, thank you for the blessing of our Bibles. We just pray that you would be with us as we study our Bibles and we just ask a blessing on the boys and girls that they might learn and understand and love to follow your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, do you remember last Sabbath, we spoke a lot about how the Israelites complained a lot and the consequences that happened because of that.
And we learned that we need to trust God more, didn't we? Mm. God knows best. Okay. So the children of Israel had now come to the border of the promised land at a place called Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. And Aunty Cecily is just going to point to that area on our map. And Ella, you're going to be the first to read in Numbers 13, 1 to 2, please. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. So God wants Moses to send 12 spies out into the land of Canaan. Nick, can you please read for us Numbers 13, 17 to 20? Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether the for there are forests or, or not. Be, be of good courage and bring some fruit out of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. So Moses wants to find out as much as possible about the land before they go in. Elijah, can you read Numbers 13, 23 and 25, please? Then they came to the valley of Eshcol and there, and there cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried it between two of them and a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Wow. So we just read they brought back a cluster of grapes held between two men. Arnie Cecily's got a picture there to show you what that may have looked like. We know that a normal bunch of grapes like we buy in the supermarket today, you can see them on the table there and they're only very small, aren't they? But this was really big. It's pretty amazing. The spies told them that the land of Canaan flowed with milk and honey, which means the land was very productive and fertile. Let's see what else they have to report. Kate, can you please read for us Numbers 13, 28 to 32. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the Amalekites, dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Thanks, Kate. So Caleb trusted God and had confidence that he will help them to come into possession of the land. But the other spies, what sort of report did they give? Bad a bad report saying the land was full of fortified cities and giants that would devour them. 
So let's see what happens next. Dean, can you read for us numbers 14, 1 to 2 and 4 to 5, please? So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people went, wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in this wilderness. So they said to one another, Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of congregation of the children of Israel. So it's a sad story. The children lost their trust and faith in God and they started complaining again against the leadership of Moses and Aaron. Anna, you have our next reading. Numbers 14, 6 to 10, please. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we have passed through to spy is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Do not, only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread, their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And all the congregation said to stone them with stones. Now the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of meeting before all the children of Israel. Thanks, Anna. So Joshua and Caleb were the only two spies out of 12 that stood firm with their faithful report. They believed and trusted that God would deliver them. Now we read in verse 10 that the people went up to stone Joshua and Caleb because they were so angry with them for being, there, for being faithful. But God showed up in his glory and power through a flaming light in the sanctuary. The people who were about to stone them ran away and Joshua and Caleb were saved by God. Let's look at our torchlight, Mrs. White's writings, to see what they shine on these verses that we have read. Ella, you're going to read our torchlight today. Can you do that for us, please? The people did not wait to reflect. They did not reason that he who had brought them thus far would certainly give them the land. They did not call to mind how wonderfully God had delivered them from their approaches, cutting a path through the sea and destroying the pursuing hosts of Pharaoh. They left God out of the question and acted as though they must depend solely on the powers of arms. In their unbelief, they limited the power of God. Wow, that is such an important lesson for us to learn from the children of Israel, that we should not lose our trust and faith in God, no matter what is going on. Let's read our memory verse together, and that's found in Isaiah 26.4. Isaiah 26.4. We ready? Trust in the Lord forever. Okay, let's see what happens next. Aunt Cecily, can you please read Numbers 14, 11 to 12? Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will these people reject me? And how long will they not believe me? 
with all the signs which I have performed among them. I will strike them with the pestilence and disinherit them, and I will make of you a nation greater and mightier than they. So God is not happy. He wants to disinherit the Israelites. Oh dear, that doesn't sound too good, does it? Let's see what Moses does. Nick, can you please read for us Numbers 14, 19 to 20? Pardon the iniquity of this people, I pray, according to the greatness of your mercy, just as you have forgiven this people from Egypt even until now. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word. So Moses interceded again for the children of Israel and God forgave them. God is so good. But there were some consequences to the rebellion. Elijah, can you please read Numbers 14, 29 to 31. The carcasses of you who have complained against me shall fall in this wilderness. All of you who were numbered according to your entire number from 20 years old and above. Except for Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, the son of Nun, you shall by no means enter the land which I swore I would make you dwell in. But your little ones, whom you, whom you said would be victims, I will bring in, and they shall know the land which you have despised. Okay, thanks, Elijah. Kate, can you read for us Numbers 14, 34 to 37, please? According to the number... Of the days in which you spied out the land, forty days for every day you shall bear your guilt one year, namely forty years, and you shall know my rejection. I, the Lord, have spoken this. I will surely do so to all this evil congregation who are gathered together against me. In this wilderness they shall be consumed, and there they shall die." Now the man whom Moses sent to spy out the land, who returned and made all the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report on the land, those very men who brought the evil report about the land died by the plague before the Lord. Thanks, Kate. So God is turning them back into the desert for 40 years. Everyone above 20 years old will die in the desert. Only the children below 20 years of age and Joshua and Caleb will enter into the promised land. As we read in verse 37, the other 10 spies who gave a bad report died of the plague because of their unfaithfulness. It's very sobering, isn't it? After all this happened, God wanted to provide evidence to prove to the entire encampment that Aaron was God's chosen servant to serve as high priest. God asked Moses to collect a rod each from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, put their names on them and place them in the tabernacle before the Lord. Anna, can you please read for us Numbers 17, 8 to 10, please. Now it came to pass on the next day that Moses went into the tabernacle of witness and behold, the rod of Aaron of the house of Levi had sprouted and put forth buds and produced blossoms and yielded ripe almonds. Then Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord to all the children of Israel, and they looked, and each man took his rod. And the Lord said to Moses, Bring Aaron's rod back before the testimony to be kept as a sign against the rebels, that you may put their complaints away from me, lest they die. Wow. So Aaron's rod budded. 
as proof that God had ordained Aaron to the priesthood. In verse 10, it tells us that Aaron's budded rod was to go into the Ark of the Covenant. And remember when we showed you what was in the Ark of the Covenant, there was the Ten Commandments, the pot of manna and Aaron's budded rod. The children of Israel lost sight of God's leading many times. They rebelled again and again, but each time Moses interceded on their behalf to save them from utter destruction. Despite all their murmuring and complaining, God still took care of them. Thank you, boys and girls, for being with us today. God loves you so much. Rebelling against God only leads to a lot of trouble, as we found out in our study today. We need to trust God more that he knows best. You can download our seven-day devotional, which goes into more detail on what we study today. Here's how you can do just that. Hey, boys and girls, like Auntie Nat said, you can go on to our website to access our daily devotionals at www.adaywiththeking.com. And while you're there, you can also check out Teddy's blog. He's posted some really cool photos of us making this show. He also talks about it as well. He even posted about his visit to the vet. So hop online today. When we keep the Sabbath day like God asks us to, we're saying that God is our king. Joshua and Caleb also made a decision to choose God to be their king. Reading our Bibles helps us to make the right choices in life and to know whom we should serve. Mm. The Sabbath's a great time to spend reading our Bibles, but God also wants us to read our Bibles every day. Auntie Nat, what are we going to study about in our Bibles next Sabbath? Yes, next Sabbath is an important one. We'll be learning how God does keep his promises and we'll also be looking at Moses and God's relationship. Do you know that they were best friends? God can be your best friend too, so I don't want you to miss out on next week. You make sure you come back. Aunty Cecily, will we look at our memory verse that we learned today in our study? Yes, we've got an easy one to learn today. Let's read it together, children. Isaiah 26, 4. Trust in the Lord forever. Amen. That's a good one to learn, isn't it? Auntie Natty, are you ready to sing our blessing song? Yes. Children, you want to turn around and sing to the boys and girls at home? because he created a world for me to live in and I can't wait to live with him eternally in heaven. 
I love God because he gives us the opportunity to have free will instead of forcing us into his kingdom. You have been listening to a production of 3AB in Australia Television. God bless you kids. Remember to join us next week.